from the top of the charts to the dusty $1 bin and everything in between, it's time for another review on Life to Labyrinth. So I'm glad you did some extra reading. Yeah. Well, before we forget, welcome to an episode of Life to Labyrinth podcast coming at you recorded well in advance <laughs> from Alberta and Ontario, Canada. My name is Bryn. I'm Steven. I'm Angie. How's everybody doing? Guys, we took last week off because we were going through a heat wave. It was 36 degrees in my house. It's 15 degrees here and I'm wearing a sweater today. Gross. I think it was 15 degrees yesterday here, but it's warm again. What is up with this summer? Remember when it just used to be like a consistent, like, well, I don't know about there, but here it would be like consistent 28 to 32 and you just knew what you were wearing in the morning and now it's like do i need snow pants like i don't know Dude, is it too hot change. to wear clothes like oh man yeah it's weird it's a weird one yeah it's 31 where i'm at today so like oh, well, full, like 20 degrees higher from yesterday <laughs> so gross yeah steve and i are like a kilometer away so <laughs> oh yeah that's true i this- keep forgetting how close we are now <laughs> yeah this weather also is so bad for my head. Man, am I getting headaches. Like, it's mm-hmm. nobody's business. When it crashes down or goes crazy high, my head's like, fuck no. You wouldn't do well in Calgary then with all the Chinooks. Apparently, it, that chases a lot of people away. Oh, fascinating. With the Chinooks there, where they get like, they'll go from what is like minus 20 to like 20 above because of the air coming over the mountains with the pressure change and stuff. And some people are just like, oh, oh yeah, just fuck there. that. I can tell it's going to rain like an hour in advance. Well, cancel my plans to move to Calgary immediately. Yeah, don't go there unless, I mean, you can probably get kidding, commercial real estate cheap in the downtown core. It's just a ghost town. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> don't stop in Alberta. If you're going to come west, don't stop here. It's one <laughs> province too soon. It's true. I'll stick to boring old Ottawa. (laughs) Something cool happened, though, in the last seven days. Steven and I saw each other in the flesh for the first time. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's true. It's crazy to think how long it's really been. Yes. And Steven Mazeltov, it looked like you'd lost weight and grown a ponytail. So... (laughs) Well, Did you run really... to each other slowly in slow motion and embrace? <laughs> no, it, it was kind of awkward. I was dropping Liam off to play D&D <laughs> with them, and I used to play with them. But one of one of the people in that group had a really, really severe mental breakdown. And I became an unfortunate victim of that breakdown in a really graphic and unfortunate way. And I had to cut oh, myself boy. out of her life. And you're like, hey, so, everybody. So yeah. I walked in, and Stephen said hi. And her boyfriend said hi to me because it was at their house and everyone else just kind of looked away oh my god (laughs) drama okay are you guys pumped to talk about eve six we are here this week to talk about eve six self-titled album angie's choice can i just first of all talk about how many bands i thought of that would have been better choices for this i don't know what happened but throughout the week every time i've heard a 90s band i'm like oh that would have been amazing oh i should have gone with a canadian band oh these guys have such a crazy story and what do i land on eve six yes i adore this album and i don't really care because i just love it and i can listen to it through all the time but man there's so many other bands that have more interesting stories (laughs) (laughs) When I was researching, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, California band. 
Yeah, just nailed it. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, but anyways, so I did feel a lot of like, oh, why didn't, why didn't for my month I choose Canadian music, or why didn't I pick a '90s band that was like, yeah, like Radiohead or whatever. That was whoa, shit to talk about. Anyway, so we're stuck with Eve Six, hard in a blender. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so they are a California band, as I mentioned, formed in 1995. They formed in high school. I had the maddest crush on Max Collins, the lead singer, up until basically right this minute. I mean, I'm actually, I'm going to continue it. I think I'm going to continue it. It's continued. If you went through his Twitter, did you see the photos of him in shorts and Doc Martin shoes? No, but that's hot. I'm interested. Was, people were roasting him. He was, on, so a, you... he was on like a speedboat with his family in shorts and like ratty old Doc Martin sneakers and like dark socks. It's it's a hilarious photo. And the thing that made me laugh the most about it is I had the same shoes for the longest time. Oh my god. Well, you'll laugh because Rob came to my patio last week with shorts and Doc Martin boots. <laughs> god I, bless him. I only wear shorts at home. I, oh, I don't, I don't own a pair of shorts. No, I don't know. No, ma'am. No, those are my at-home clothes. Full disclosure, I would show up in shorts and my Doc Martin boots. because I, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. And he wore a very loose wife beater. I was like, I really like what's happening right now. I'm interested. Rob's one of those thin people that like can do fashion. Yeah, fuck thin people. <laughs> I, I use fashion to hide myself, not to I like... like accentuate any part of it and you can't wear loose things as a big person because it leads the eye to think that more could fit under there when it's already like ample it's like no there might be another role in that space whereas thin people it's like oh the air is there breezy (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile i'm wearing a compression shirt underneath this (laughs) (laughs) oh boy i don't we've already veered way off anyways that's good this is how we do it um, Stephen lost six... weight, though, from what I noticed, so congratulations. Oh, well, he, he gave it to me. Thank you. <laughs> Actually, I've gained 10 pounds in COVID and then stopped drinking, like, three months ago because at all, also everyone stopped drinking. Everyone I've talked to is like, woo, had to take a break. I'm like, oh, everyone hit the wall at the same time. <laughs> everyone power drank for a year and then was like, woo, can't keep this up because Everyone I have talked to is on the wagon. So when I stopped drinking, I lost 10 pounds immediately and was like, well, fuck you. I mean, okay, (laughs) I'll take it, but wow. That's a good diet option. It's like, wow, you look great. You've lost so much weight. What are you doing differently? It's like, well, I power drank alone in my room for an entire year. And then I I gave up alcoholism (laughs) just for a a moment in time. Okay, back to Eve 6. Eve 6. When I read about these guys, I was so surprised. I like when they came out in what 1998. We were 14. Grade eight. Four, 14. So I had no concept of how old bands were, and I was surprised at how young they were. And I read that apparently, when he wrote Inside Out, he was still a virgin. Isn't that the sweetest? That's one of his perfect tweets where he's like, I hadn't even had sex yet. And I was writing about heartbreak and sex and whatnot. I think it's adorable. <laughs> Steven, you're being uncharacteristically silent. I just, I don't know. I, I feel like this, 
this band has very different like connotations for us because like realistically not to keep making y'all feel old but i was fucking eight sorry five <laughs> at 98 like <laughs> <laughs> this band has no point of cultural relevance for me beyond the fact that 30 seconds into any song off this album you know for a fact it was late 90s because it is yeah. so like it's not that it's bad it's not that i like even didn't enjoy like it's a perfectly decent album to just kind of leave on in the background and get a little nostalgic about but it's the exact same as like some 41 and good charlotte and blink 182 and even a little bad religion <laughs> like there's just like, I have seen uh, like all of those bands live and I think they're all very different. So keep going. Go ahead. Go ahead. Really? I just feel like they have such a it's it's all the same sound and it's it's super characteristic of that like 95 to about 100%. 2001 like pop punk like the pop crunch. rock. Yeah, exactly. Like we haven't talked about that in a while actually, but this is like a perfect little time capsule of that exact genre and sound and there's something very fun about listening to it and being like even if i didn't know any of this i still feel like i've heard it for sure <laughs> um yeah i mean i just unfortunately like i had a super busy week i didn't get the chance to do a lot of research on this one but doing it now i find there's not a whole lot to research <laughs> like they just kind of showed up existed had a pretty decent run and then stopped well, they're very much a one-hit wonder. I mean, it's, they have Inside Out and then a bunch of other songs. Mm -hmm, to a much yeah. lesser extent, yeah. And then, like, off of this album, I think Leech is the only other one I think I heard before. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, Inside sense. Out and Leech were the only two that I had any recollection of. And honestly, even Inside Out, like I put in the Discord, I had to hit the actual, like, chorus before it really hit me that, oh, I have totally heard this song a million <laughs> times on the radio for sure. <laughs> like, um, yeah, like, it's good. And it's perfectly good example of that like post-grunge pop punk movement it just to me was very similar to the other bands that were kind of around at the time yeah can i ask you guys something because here's one of the notes i had about the song how much longer the first song on the album oh my god i'm not listening to it what am i doing I'm, oh my god did you, yep. did either of you catch the riff at the end of the song the end no, no, I have to go put it on. Damn. Like, it's like in the last minute. Maybe even the last 30 seconds. The, the guitar riff right at the end of the song. Oh, yeah. I just... You're right. It's it's about 30 seconds out from the end. Yeah. Did you catch it? So, like... So, I'll just I'll just tell you yeah, what I thought about it. Because, like, it sounds like, really familiar. Operation Ivy called. They want the riff to knowledge back. Also, that is the same riff in a different key as Welcome to Paradise by Green Day. That's yeah, what I was hearing. A hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> but so but those chords exactly are when Green Day covers knowledge by Operation Ivy. Those are the exact chords they use to play the song. I mean, all of these songs probably sound the I mean, they're all gonna have the same chord progressions if they're all kind of doing like power hammering. It's all gonna oh, sound totally. the same. Well, I, I noticed that in Showerhead, it sounds like the riff to Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Oh, interesting. Do you remember Gob? I just thought about Gob. Oh, I remember the name. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they did that cover oh, of God. Painted Black, didn't yes. they? Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> all I know. 
But then the open road song, it was like the guitar solo in it, very post-grunge, it sounds very Nirvana-y, sort of like noise and the occasional note here and there, and I was, that's the kind of stuff that jumped out at, to me about this album, is to sort of seeing all the little bits and pieces of like the earlier, more powerful alternative 90s that they tried to sort yeah. of slide into this to, but I mean, yeah. a lot of that is the fact that these guys are like 18 years old when they wrote this stuff, so... That's fair. That's crazy. And I and Stephen, I totally get you. The whole time I was listening to this, I was thinking of like I'm like I'm sure these songs were on Dawson's Creek. And then I became obsessed <laughs> with the movie Can't Hardly Wait. I'm like I bet if I watch that over, you've probably never even heard of it. And I'm like, I oh, sure I bet you if I watch that over again, it would be terrible. And it's in all of these big. Like it was in Dawson's Creek. It was an Out Cold, which I thought was a hysterical movie, which probably has aged terribly and is stupid. <laughs> it was such a that song was so big that it hit everything in the '90s. That was I don't know. I just kept thinking of like I kept thinking about Smash Mouth, and I was gob, and it was just bringing me back to a different time. So yes, if you don't have any point of reference for it, I'm sure it doesn't doesn't have the legs that it does for people who listen to it when it came out and this was what <laughs> yeah i was listening to blink 182 i i saw some 41 i bought their t-shirt walked into a mosh pit someone put their leg through it and ripped it off of me oh no in three seconds after i'd purchased it i was like hey i don't have a shirt now yeah awesome so i see yeah and i've seen eve six i've met them which is funny i just thought of that now i have met them <laughs> Like they were all this, all those bands were touring with Edgefest and Somersault, and I've seen them all. So yes, I can see how they sound totally similar to everyone else. I there were some bands I listened to a lot, some bands I didn't. But this album for me, what's different about it is I don't ever listen to Blink One Eighty Two. I've never <laughs> listened to Sum Forty One in the past like fifteen years. If it comes on, I'm like, oh my god, remember Sum Forty One? And then I change the channel. <laughs> Even I can listen to this album anytime. I like it. I think it's adorable. I remember being in high school listening to some of the like dirtier lyrics and being like, oh my gosh, like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. I will stop talking right after this, but I was, we were in the office at the government. Someone, my good friend, my work wife was like, what are you listening to? I said, oh, I'm listening to Eve Six. And she's like, oh my God fly album fucking amazing and i'm like oh my god you still listen to it and she's like oh for sure that's so awesome it's um yeah like some people who just kind of hooked onto this still just love it and i think it i think it had a decent enough like unique sound that something like inside out just fucking powered through and everyone knows that song which i'm sure it's we'll get to song. with Bryn's Twitter research because he started like going like just randomly tweeting at people like do you know the heart in a blender song and it became hysterical <laughs> because everyone knows it like everyone knows it it's a it's a point of reference of that time for everybody yeah you suggesting this album actually is the f I had this idea at one point that we should do like a theme we're calling them months but we can't even do months four weeks theme of <sighs> <laughs> one hit wonders but we'll listen to the whole album yes new radicals uh, and so that would be mine i i have a good one that i'm not gonna spoil okay i'm already new gonna change it. A good idea. <laughs> but this is the this is the first time i've ever done that this is the first time i've ever taken a one hit wonder where i knew 
every single word of one song <laughs> as though I was programmed with it <laughs> and knew nothing else about any of the other songs. So it was an interesting experience and it was definitely a hurdle to get over to go from like, I know this so well, just listen to it over and over again. Yeah, yeah. That thing you do like back back in the day when you had to buy a, a whole CD just to listen to one song and never touch any of the other ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I have, I do own a few of those. But Eve Six, yeah, Eve Six seems to resonate with people. I, I had um, drinks with a friend last evening, and he had all kinds of great ideas for our podcast, by the way. But oh, he great. remembered the Horoscope album. He's from younger than us. He's no, he's my age. He's our age. Oh, Maybe interesting. So yeah, he's he's our age, absolutely. But I guess he had the Horoscope album, so he remembered that. And I don't know if I've heard any of the songs off that album. So I definitely bought that album and I viscerally remember how disappointed I was. You know, like three songs on where you realize the band isn't didn't hold the same sound. They, they're trying and they're missing by like... Sophomore album doesn't live not, up. Yeah, and I remember getting to the third song and just being devastated. I'm like, this isn't... They'll never get back to that. Like they had it and everything from here isn't isn't going to do it. And their career has reflected those feelings, Angie. But man, I listened to their new stuff that came out June 25th. It's been a decade since they've made any music, and I hated it at first, and then listened to it again and didn't hate it. <laughs> Are you talking about the You Were Right single? Um, it, what's it's called something. Um, Are there EP or whatever? Because I heard that I saw the You Were Right like the single. Did they also have an EP? Oh yeah, okay. totally. Grim Value. Yeah, I oh. thought it was Grim something. Anyways, yeah, it's five tracks. It's it's fun. It's fun. I'm interested. <laughs> That's good. Um, it looks like they they dropped a live version of the. They literally called it the Fly Record Live, so that might be good too. It seems like they definitely have a good sense of humor. <laughs> the Fly yeah, Record, everyone remember? Yeah, <laughs> Heart right? Blender song, everyone. Am I right? Yeah, I am I right? <laughs> I, don't know, I think Smash Mouth actually was like. A really good because that's one of the first bands I really thought of not for like just almost like content wise like that leaning a lot more heavily into the pop and just being kind of I don't know silly and not too serious which I think yeah. was a really like indicative of that time and right it's one of those things that like yeah there's a couple bands that all kind of sound the same but every every like milestone in music has that like fuck 99% of all country artists sound exactly the same because I country think they has are the same. evolved in, yeah, like a hundred goddamn years. And yeah, I don't know, like it just, it smash mouth, it really got me like some 41, I felt a lot of that. Later Green Day, like Bryn said, like Boulevard of Broken Dreams, um, Holiday, sorry, not Holiday. What's the fucking, oh, American Idiot. That mm. kind of shot, like that decade of Green Day essentially. Cause I'll stand by Green Day's first album, Dookie is, legitimately a fucking cornerstone of punk rock like it's i also good. love the second one. Oh yeah and then, um nimrod and then they lose, nimrod, and then they yeah. lose me <laughs> yeah exactly right? any of their previous stuff we, we sh we'll have to do green day sooner than later i did like Only... did you listen to, i've listened to all of their like previous stuff like as well yeah like pre-studio album and it's rough but i kind of like it well they had um what's i'm just gonna look it up i, can't I, I will say one thing that got me about eve six is these lyrics my god are they a fucking little piece of history with like <laughs> trying to be philosophical and edgy 
with all also like while trying to also not be those things so like i think it was how much longer <laughs> fucking a stone has blocked my hourglass no progress made no times run out yeah it's just a very i don't know that just feels like such a late 90s oh we're hip and cool and thoughtful but also not too deep because we want you to just listen and have fun <laughs> Yeah, totally. Even Inside Out, it's like everyone never really thought they knew the lyrics because they're like, would someone really sing? I would choke on the rhymes. Like, what is yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. What is that? Like, it's either nonsense or nothing. And I kind of love it. And yeah, there was like, even though it's not like a piece of like culture for me or a piece of like my musical journey, there is still something distinctly nostalgic about it. And yeah, like Inside Out 100%. Like I said, I hit the chorus and I was like, oh fuck, I've heard this song every day of my life, it feels like. And I can sing <laughs> it no fucking problem, even though I would never put this band on myself. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and actually, I meant to say too, did you look at the fucking play numbers on this album? Yeah, like, it's nuts. It's gotta be the biggest difference we've seen in a single album. From 108 million for Inside Out, to 390,000 for There's a Face. Like, totally. Oof. I, That's yeah, a steep I did. Drop. <laughs> it's true. And it's funny because I didn't think that their second album registered at all. And when I saw those as like some of their top songs, I'm like, no, fuck. Like, people really just listened to that one song and moved on because, yeah, I know. But I will tell you, Open Road Song is on every road trip playlist ever. And I don't care, and it will be forever. Well, maybe you're the four million plays then. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's me. Oh my god, did you see that I got a thing from Spotify saying I'm one of Queen's top listeners? Oh my god! That's so cool. <laughs> I, I got sure one of those for Jimi trying... Hendrix one year. <laughs> oh my oh, god, I felt <laughs> honored, and maybe I do listen to Queen too much, but still honored. I wish. Mine was literally, I got the pop-up asking which Spice Girl I would be. It oh, was like, me too! <laughs> perfect, because we just talked about this on a, our Spice Girls episode, but... <laughs> what like, what are they doing with that information? I was like, right? oh, scary. Like, yeah, where did it, it go? It didn't change any of my playlists or anything. Like, the Spice <laughs> Girls don't come up more often. I have no idea why it asked me. I can only yeah. imagine that, like, the year wrap-up is going to include some of that stuff, oh, maybe. Oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> Our year wrap up is going to be a our wrap up year is going to be nuts because it's just going to be all a train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I have no. the uh, Spotify family account. I may need to just make a separate account for my personal listening <laughs> versus the podcast, so I can actually see what I'm listening to this year. That's funny. It's too late now, though. It's too late now. So, what did you read about Twitter? I don't. Just can I just tell you that. I don't know how to work Twitter and I don't go on Twitter and Twitter confuses me. So the only thing I read about their Twitter was in articles. So if you actually read it, I'd love your take on it. I've browsed through his Twitter, but it was sort of like today very quickly. And it's mostly just like funny and clever. It's not really something that I can really speak to. It's just sort of, he's just a funny guy. And yeah, he's got some, some things where he's like, hey, do you remember me? I'm the part in a blender guy. Like, yeah, those come up, but it's like, it's like a few tweets and then he just kind of carries on like i don't know it, it i can't really describe twitter i'm not the person to do it that's that's fine i will still won't make sense to me <laughs> i don't know if if you're someone that likes twitter and you're on twitter still i'm not really we have a twitter account for the podcast steven's on it follow us <laughs> <laughs> 
I think you're actually doing a pretty good job, if I'm honest. I, I go peek at it every once in a while, and I think you're doing pretty well. You're a little Thanks, more Ashley. active on it than I am on the, on the Instagram, but the yeah, Instagram I'm is gonna, really just more of an announcement that there's a new episode out. I'm going to set it up, too, so I can, like, queue posts, so I can, like, say, go in on a Monday, set up a bunch of posts for that week, and then not have to worry about getting caught up in other shit. Oh, yeah. I'm curious if this is true, but apparently the... I wondered, but the pan's name does come from X-Files. Oh, uh, yeah, it does. That's pretty cool. I saw it and was like, there's no way. Like, which came first? I was like, it has to be X-Files. Is it actually an X-Files reference? And yeah, I just found it. Totally is. Because apparently Tony is a huge fan of the X-Files. Sweet. <laughs> God, that show. I mean, yeah, I kind of wish I had more to contribute. But honestly, like, I liked it. It's fun. It's catchy enough without being like... All, like it doesn't I find it doesn't like loop in my head all fucking day but it's it's catchy and fun enough that I could listen to the whole album start to finish and not have to be like oh this is garbage or like oh skip this one but also it just I don't know it just reminds me of bands that I personally like better <laughs> so I there was quite a few times the last couple weeks where I would listen to a few songs from this album and be like oh shit I want to listen to Dookie now <laughs> like or, oh, I'm going to throw some rancid on because I need a little bit more punk than they're giving me right now. Speaking that's of, fun. That's another part California of the, band. That's mm. part of the what did it make you listen to? The ultimate California band, other than Red Hot Chili Peppers, is Caius, is it not? Who? It's what? Is it Caius? <laughs> the guys that turned into Queens of the Stone Age? Oh, I, I don't know. Oh my know. god. I don't I've know. I've never heard that word. I was like, Maroon 5! Their second band was Josh Homme's yeah. second band. K-Y-U-S-S. Uh, yeah, Caius, K-Y-U-S-S. They used yeah. to, they were like a California band. They used to go play out in the desert huh, and do these out. like crazy overnight parties. Dave Grohl was a big fan of theirs, which is why Dave Grohl and Josh Homme are such friends. Oh, Dave Grohl used to talk about Caius in interviews when he was part of Nirvana, to the point where when he brought them up, the other guys were like, oh my God, again with this. <laughs> <laughs> but they're an interesting band. I, I kind of have a soft spot for Josh Homme. I think he he's a really interesting artist and stuff. So Yeah, I'll give them a shot. I've literally never heard them before either. We'll do it on the podcast at some point not this week though <laughs> i found ng I, I i found that my biggest challenge with this is like when eve six came out when we were 14 and into high school and stuff i only listened to classic rock and grunge and anything yeah. post grunge i just hated on principle right yeah yeah and so this was i'll, I'll put it to you this this it's a it was a lot better than i thought it was going to be it was a lot of it was sort of like pretty hard meh, but like the more I listened to it, when I put headphones on, I found like I connected with it more with headphones. I tried to just listen to it in the car a bunch of times mm -hmm. and yeah, but then I put headphones on and I sort of heard like how crunchy the guitar was at times. And then I started identifying like little fun things like, oh, this sounds like that. And this sounds like that. And then I started to find the sort of like the fun in it. But I don't know. I, I'm sort of like Steven where I'm not really sure what to make of this. I'm glad I did it because I otherwise I never would have. I would have gone my entire life never listening to any other E6 song beyond that. But I'm so glad you suggested it. As much as you're sort of like, eh. And obviously it enriched your life. Yeah. <laughs> it was, the Fly album was one of those things where it was like, I recognized it, I knew what it was, and I knew that it had the Heart in a Blender song on it. But I never, yeah. and I remember the, seeing the imagery everywhere at the time. Never so many people had that album, or at least people I knew. Maybe it was yeah, just totally. you sharing your album amongst all of your friends that I happened no, to know. No, everyone had it. It was sort of like, I just didn't like it on principle. And one of the great things about this podcast, as we mentioned, is we get an opportunity to challenge those preconceived notions. And I came away from this sort of like having a better appreciation for it than I would have otherwise. 
As much as you were like, yeah, maybe I should have chosen something better. I'm glad you chose this because it's fun. It was a fun experiment to see if I listen to a one hit wonder album and see if we can get through <laughs> the whole thing and find something else to, to like about it. Would actually and I work. And I think certainly it like picked it because I can put this whole album on and enjoy it anytime. Whereas other bands are more interesting, but I I don't always gravitate towards it. But I'm always happy if I hear this fly into my mix. And I guess I've uh, whoops. Um, but I was there. There isn't much of a story. Like there isn't like crazy stories behind the band. But I did enjoy like hearing them talk about other '90s bands, and you hear you know exactly what they're talking about. You know exactly what band they're talking about. And then I was just pleasantly surprised at how much of a sense of humor the lead singer had. I found something where he said, I think this is one of his tweets, the Dead Kennedys, who are now sans singer um, by Biafra, I don't know how to say that, who would never have allowed this were my introduction to punk. They are now like extolling the virtues of Mitt Romney. It was just so insane. So he tweeted, this is so sad. I'm literally more punk than the Dead Kennedys. Oh, what they, like he they totally Mitt Romney? No. Yeah, like he totally trolls people like that. He's like, "Shit, I'm more punk than the Dead Kennedys now." And he called out the the guy that from is Third Eye. Funny. He called out the guy from Third Eye Blind for fucking his girlfriend, and he's like, "True story. We're still okay. We're okay." But he fucked my girlfriend, and he like, anyways. I just found it kind of endearing that. He's now in the news like a hundred years later because of random tweets just showing he's got some sense of humor and whatever. It doesn't take himself too seriously. That is really good. That's really funny. If he's disappointed about the guy from the Dead Kennedy supporting a Republican, I got bad oh, news yeah. from him about John. <laughs> I know. Don't, don't oh, even. Oh, boy. <laughs> but like, I don't know. To me, it's different as well because like the that Ramones... Are, like we've talked, I'll talk about it super briefly, I promise. But we've talked about how the Ramones are arguably kind of like the start of like what we now consider punk music, especially in the States. But back then, and like you mentioned a lot, that punk music was a lot of like surfer rock almost. Like it was more about doing a fuck ton of drugs and the shitty things they put themselves through and how much they fucking hated each other <laughs> as a band. And growing up in like New York. Yeah, it wasn't really a, they were surprisingly apolitical given that they revolutionized a genre of music that is the most political out there short of like straight up insulting spoken word, like hippie jams. Yeah. But yeah, like the Dead Kennedys to me, like it's more of a shock almost because the Dead Kennedys are like everything they have ever fucking written, produced, performed is heavily anti-government, like super political. And it's just, it is a little heartbreaking to me that they would end up on the fucking wrong side of that. Though I'm glad Jello isn't because Jello pieced out before they <laughs> they made those bad decisions. Oh my but God, yeah, I'm, in, I'm, I'm in a real wormhole about Eve Six tweeting right now. <laughs> oh, no doubt. It sounds like it's a blast. It's a ride, man. You know, he's he's like in a new poll, people on the right said right said Fred was right, but still pretty gay. He's like in a new poll, seventy three percent of people say they get their news from right said Fred. I have nothing but love for the third eye blind guy. He's such an asshole, it's almost generous. I wish rock stars like that still existed. 
<laughs> yes, I don't know. If you take anything away from our podcast today and don't go and listen to this album, go go read his Twitter account. It's worth it. Oh my God, they talk about a tour in Canada with in 2000 with Perfect Circle. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I was there. I was like, how did I miss that? Oh no, I've seen Perfect Circle. Oh yeah, Perfect Circle. Let, that's a Mater, say it right. Such a trip. Maynard James Keenan. Yep, not the Economist. <laughs> I we Third Eye Blind would have been a fun one too because that album. I mean, I only know like two songs from it. I feel like that was mm, almost a one hit wonder, but is so like quintessential late nineties. Keep it in your back pocket for another week. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I would I would echo a lot of kind of what Bryn said earlier. Like I'm really glad I listened to the album because I literally had no idea who this band was when you mentioned it. I had to go back and check the Discord three times to make sure I heard the band name right. <laughs> right? Because oh my it was God. not familiar to me at all. Funny though, like the album cover kind of is. And I'm I'm assuming it's something that like I was gonna say something my dad had, but more realistically, it's probably something my dad took the piss out of because he was very much the same, no post-grunge, no pop-punk. Like, it was hardcore punk or die, or like ska at best. So it's more likely I know the Fly album more through him making fun of it, or referencing it poorly. Yeah. But yeah, the album cover looked familiar, and then I put the music on, I was like, I have no fucking clue what the hell this is or who I'm listening to. But <laughs> I liked it all the same, and I'm always glad to find new music and I really kind of picked that up from my dad that like if you like a genre you're not allowed to like be and it's taken a long time to kind of fight back against that and rediscover things that I always just assumed I hate and turns out I love them like Lizzo I avoided pop music for like a decade and then Lizzo just completely won me over and I listen to Lizzo at least once a day now because she's a goddamn queen <laughs> And yeah, like this was another one of those things that like, oh, hey, turns out I do kind of like pop punk. And it's like, it'd be a very mood specific thing for me. Nine out of 10 times, I'd probably rather pick like Rancid Ramones, like old school, harder punk, or honestly at this point, fucking pop. Like I listen to Todrick Hall a lot. I listen to fucking RuPaul. Like I just, I have much more an affinity for dancier, faster songs now than I ever have in my life. And it's just like, cause those, that shit just makes you smile. It makes you feel good. And like punk music's great for making you feel angry, but I don't want to feel angry all the time. That shit's exhausting. <laughs> like, I'm like, far too old to be that angry. Right? All the time. I already know how fucked up the world is. I don't need my music to keep telling me that. Just sing me some shit about having fun and loving yourself. And I'm totally on board now. <laughs> I have a specific playlist just for raging up. I really need to make I've, one. I've, I've floated through some of your public playlists. They're all right. Oh, boy. My rage list is pretty good. It's a lot of corn. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I'm trying to get to my rage playlist, but I don't know how to work anything. We're, we're drifting um, everywhere, guys. It's great. We didn't have anything else to say. Yeah, I was literally just like, <laughs> apologize to Britain. Like, I think you were trying to get us back on track, and I did not let that happen. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. We haven't chatted in a while and our episodes aren't quite as frequent. And I think, you know, like most podcasts, there's some there's a delight just in hearing the people chat a little bit about stuff and it's just a conversation. And I think we've all agreed that we tried, but there just isn't that much to say about Eve Six. Yeah, like and that's good. why I felt bad about it, because I'm like out of all the nineties band, it was like, Oh, California band made it big, kinda of faded away at the end. And scene. <laughs> no, he's a Twitter presence. <laughs> yep. 
Is that, is that your final thoughts on Eve 6? I knew Mumford and Sons were narcs, by the way. He over-articulated the word fucked in that one song. <laughs> That's pretty fun. I wish I knew Twitter. I would follow him for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be following him now. He sounds like a legitimately very fun time. I'm, I'm logged into our Life to Labyrinth Twitter account, so I'll just hit follow right now. Sweet. Perfect. <laughs> it's, I'm honestly, I'm trying to figure out which this, what these fucking CDs were called. And it's bugging the shit out of me, and I know I'm not going to be able to find it. But it's like, I not like Kids Bop, because it wasn't like kids songs, but that same style or... Um, like Big Shiny Tunes? Yes, th- something like that. And I was tr- There was one in Germany, it had a different name, but it was the same concept. And literally, my brother owned seven of them, and every single one had at least two corn songs on it. Well, so I, brother, then. Yeah, Definitely I can feel the like cover. the Germans would love that. Oh, the corn was so big in Germany while we yeah, were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing with slip, Slipknot was like you would legitimately see people just like walking around wearing fucking Slipknot masks. Like, oh boy, God bless the Germans. Maybe it was the now because I remember they're like now oh, that's yeah. what I call nineties. Um, I remember that series being big in the UK, so maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, but I'm I definitely positive got there was into another the one. <laughs> Also, how quintessential is it that Katie Holmes was in the music video for Tongue Tied? Dawson's Creek. God. Like, way to oh take the God. biggest lady of that time and throw her in a music video. <laughs> uh, when Katie Holmes was famous for being an actress and, and not, for not being a Scientologist cult slave. Now, somebody posted, um, it started going around my Twitter actually the other day, this like Warner Brothers. 90s Halloween dance special thing they did and my god it's a goddamn treat to watch because it's a <laughs> bunch of like teen to like 25 26 year old like big stars from like Warner Brothers and the CW dancing horribly to really bad like white people 90s rap it's, oh, it's iconic magic. I'm gonna try and find it and put it in our discord but I legitimately watched it like three times. It was just like, oh my God, this is a thing. This is a period of time. We all like, we're just, okay, that's cool. That's what we're doing now. <laughs> like, oh, it's so, so bad, but it's so fun to watch. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then right always, because that's what the companies would do is you would have professional backup dancers behind the people who had no fucking clue what they were doing. So there's just a group of like 10 super on point, really professional, amazing dancers being led by four shitty teens who have no idea where their feet are. Like, it's oh oh, it's so perfectly 90s. God bless the 90s. Right? <laughs> are we still on the 90s theme for next week? No. No, I don't think so. I think we've done four weeks week. of it now. Okay. Or three, anyway. No, this is the last one. I mean, I'll be honest, the album I pick is also from the 90s, but it's just not themed. Awesome. Final thoughts. I had the biggest crush on Max Collins forever. I still do. I'll keep it. Now that he's funny and makes fun of himself, I love him even more. And I love this album, and I put it on whenever I just feel like listening to something that brings me that uh, 90s warm blanket nostalgia. And thanks for listening to it with me. The end. Nice. (laughs) I'm going to quote the end of this Sputnik music review from 2008 where he says the self-titled debut by eve six is a powerful release and still holds relevancy 10 years later (coughs) 10 years (laughs) give it a chance and you might end up liking it more than i gave it credit for oh did your kids listen to it bryn 
Oh, that's right. We almost forgot to ask. A little bit. Not really. I'm not interested. I didn't have them as much because I couldn't bring them to my house. Renee has air conditioning. Mm. Got it. Yeah, so we did the same. I did see I did see them, but I was like going to her house to like hang out with them on Canada Day and stuff. Got it. So and because we did this album for two weeks, I'd kind of listen to it without them. So are you picking the next album? I am. I, I will say that I put it on with them in the car and they completely didn't even register. So I guess <laughs> the takeaway is, is that music. Check. it's good background music to the point. There's there's nothing there's nothing stand out enough about it to make kids even get upset about the fact that it's on. <laughs> I will Perfectly tell you neutral. that it might just for fun to listen to the new album that just came out because it's really interesting for a band that was so quintessential 90s 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 to have released something like like two weeks ago that it has a very <laughs> interesting really crazy to me. different sound to it so if you're curious no pressure no pressure it's kind of interesting to hear what sound they've come up with now yeah absolutely All i'm right. gonna for sure listen to it and that's for anybody listening who wants to also do that it's called grim value it's an ep <laughs> And it is on Spotify if you need it. Nice. So for this week, I talked with Angie a little bit about it. I stumbled upon a movie called Summer of Soul that was done by Questlove. And it is about the Harlem Cultural Festival that happened in 1969. And it's fascinating. And I think we actually should watch the movie and do a bonus episode on it. Awesome. Yeah, I'm down. Because it looks amazing. It's like Nina Simone... Stevie Wonder, and the band that I want to listen to this week, Sly and the Family Stone. Oh. Okay. And because I haven't I haven't indulged my personal taste in live music, and I think Sly and the Family Stone doesn't translate anywhere near as well on record as they do live, I think we should listen to their performance at Woodstock, which is on Spotify. Ooh, fancy. I like it. And cool. there's a, I've read a bit about this performance. I think it's really, there's a lot of cool little backstories. There's a lot of stuff we could talk about Sly and who he is as a person and stuff. So um, I think leading into us doing a bonus episode, if you guys are down about a summer of soul on Disney plus, we could do watch party. We can just watch it independently and talk about it. We, Cause we haven't talked about a music movie in a while. Yeah. I want to do this because I haven't made you guys listen to a live album in ages. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and I think this is a really good one. Yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. All right. Did we say all we needed to say about the dead Kennedys and Slipknot and Corn and German <laughs> compilation albums? Did we get through everything we needed to I talk about I don't know, but I week? still think we need to have an episode of Guilty Pleasures because mine will be Guilty Pleasures sounds kit. amazing. It is kit. I have... <laughs> Guilty Pleasures sounds amazing. And... We should do that. We should definitely yeah, do a Guilty Pleasures thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't really have anything to add. Like, go listen to it. If nothing else, it'll be a completely zero-sum experience for you. You're <laughs> unlikely to love or hate it, or you're going to be one of those to the extreme. Like, or skip to go right to Twitter. <laughs> yeah, right? Or just just go follow Mike Collins on Twitter, because apparently it's a goddamn right. <laughs> Just listen to Inside Out so you know the jokes, <laughs> yeah. and then go follow him on Twitter. Oh, maybe listen to Leech, because that was another almost as big song, so. Mm, I love it. At Eve6 on Twitter. <laughs> I think that'll do it for us this week. Yeah. Concur? Yeah, yep, I think we're good. Same. All right. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> if you're still here, thanks for listening. And uh, if you come back next week, can't wait to hear from you. Reach out to us on social media. Our tags are in the outro music. Oh. See you later. Talk to you soon. Bye. See ya. Thanks.
Thanks for listening to Life to Labyrinth podcast. Theme music by Devin Rose. Find Devin on Bandcamp or any streaming service. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Life Number Two Labyrinth.